first day we met him. And I mean, um, as far as that goes, I mean, after last year, I can definitely say that the reason this team is going to do what it's going to do this year is because we're all on the same page. I mean, there's no question about that. We're all one unit. We're all bought in. I mean, they've they've definitely cracked down on that, and that's the biggest difference. I mean, past years is crazy. I mean, first year, go one and two, lose, lose the first two Big 12 games. Last year, head coach leaves, two quarterbacks leave, a lot of other people leave, key players. And, um, I mean, now I can comfortably say that we are all on the exact same page. So that's really good for us. You buying that? Oh, yeah. Well, that's all everyone's saying up there is how everyone's bought in. So, yeah, I am. Why do you doubt it? Oh, I don't know. I think the guys that need to be bought in are bought in. How about that? Ah. (laughs) I don't know if everyone is, but the guys that you actually care about, yeah, I think you got buy-in from those dudes. Well, the reason I ask is because we heard Ethan Downs say that like that's the biggest thing they got to do is is get everyone to buy in, and they're not there yet. They're never going to be perfect, but that's kind of the goal. And then Mims is saying that everyone is, and and that's probably like the the kind of what you're saying. The 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 guys that you really need to be bought in are the guys that are, and eventually. If you have if you have more than not, that's usually going to win out in that little battle. Yeah. So, seems like everyone that they need to be bought in is is bought in at this point. Okay, let's talk transfer portal. Well, I did that earlier today and I got slammed. But all right, let's let's try it again for the second time for me. Slammed by whom? The text line. Oh my gosh! What what happened? All I said is, hey. Gary Bohannon's in the transfer portal. I don't think he would seriously look at OU to being the backup quarterback. I think OU would be interested, but if for some reason Bohannon, or as you say, Bohannon, really wanted to look at OU as an option, I think that'd be a great option as a backup quarterback. And I got, oh, he sucks. He's trash. He can't throw. He's awful. Those four texts in a row is what I got. I was like, guys, I wasn't talking about him being the starter or playing any significant st- snaps. I'm talking about him being the backup quarterback, the guy huh. that ran over OU last year. I was surprised that that was such a hot take, but it was. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's coming to OU. I don't think so either. He's going to go somewhere and be a starter for somebody and probably somebody pretty decent that maybe – doesn't have a guy right now. Um, I thought that was I thought that was big of Aranda to name a quarterback now and let him get out before the deadline. May first deadline, yeah. Um, Man, that's that's probably that's rare in this industry, right? It really is. And I got to tell you, I hadn't been paying attention to the battle down there, and frankly, I neither. I assumed there was not a battle down there. So though Shapen uh, played really well in the Big Twelve Championship game, that's kind of what I'm. I'm wondering is is that something to be worried about? That's and I had that written down. Is does that change your thoughts about Baylor? And the and the answer to that is absolutely yes. yes. If they have a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field, 
Right. That's that definitely changes because, my opinion. Because that's Baylor. the one thing where I looked at Baylor going into this year saying, All right, I think I still think they'll be good defensively. Let's see if they are as good defensively, but they're pretty limited offensively. And OU will match up much better against Baylor's offense than they did last year, which bodes really well for OU and how I how I think that that game will go. But they got a dude that can go vertical, then that yeah. Yeah. That changes my opinion. Uh Bohanian last year, he was good for him. He wasn't spectacular, but he was efficient. He, you know, he did what they needed to do. You add a different dynamic to that offense, and all of a sudden, look out. And I don't even remember the guy, but um, he was 62 of 86 last year for 600 yards. Uh, completed 72% of his passes, five touchdowns, and zero interceptions. So, in limited duty, um, the dude got it done. And it's just amazing to continue to see this. He he was a freshman last year, six foot, 195 pounds. We're seeing more quarterbacks that size yeah. than we ever have. It's almost become the preferred size in college you need guys that are quick um they don't have to kill you running the football but they have to have some ability there and because the game is so spread out and because of the the rpo stuff that you know being six six standing in the pocket is just not necessarily the priority anymore and i don't know that's interesting with this move maybe baylor turns into the biggest um not question mark, but kind of becomes the, you know, the real, you know, the big talking point this off season of maybe their ceiling's a little bit higher now. Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I wild card is kind of what I was looking for here. Yeah, which is weird to say because I, I thought that they were going to be the best team in the Big Twelve other than Oklahoma already, and now this makes me think that. You know, I was I was low on on what their ceiling was going to be. You know, they're probably going to have a an improved offense, and I don't know that they're going to be as good on defense. But with with what they've got over there, coaching wise, and how they've developed players in the past, I still expect them to be really solid. So, hey, uh, real quick, by the way, breaking news: um, OU guard Mo Gibson has entered into the transfer portal. Uh, averaged 13.3 points per game last year. He had a statement a couple weeks ago where he said he was either going to come back to OU or take an opportunity in the NBA. So this is this is a surprise. He's taking an opportunity in the transfer portal. Yeah, instead. So there you <laughs> yeah. go. Um, which is interesting. I, I don't know how some of that stuff plays out, but um, so what? Now you've got Harkless and Mo Gibson in the transfer portal. Yeah. So hmm. they better they better be out there scrambling to find some uh, help right. offensively next okay. year. Okay, all quarterbacks other than our own current starting quarterback are awful. <laughs> Even sometimes our starter is awful. Text line. <laughs> yes, good text. That is uh, true assessment. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but we've heard Venables. We've seen the quotes. They they're going to be looking for a backup quarterback in the transfer portal. Uh, I don't know who that's going to be. Um, I I would. I do you think Hudson Card enters the portal? 
No, I, I don't think that um, Sark is going to you know do the same thing that's, that that uh, Baylor's head coach did with this Dave Aranda. Right. He'll have to he'll have to take it up upon himself to right. try and read the tea leaves and see what's going and on. And honestly, there. if I was Hudson Card, I probably wouldn't enter into the transfer portal. Like, I, I, if I'm realistic about the situation, you got a in front of you. I know that Quinn Ewers is probably going to start, but who's to say that he's actually going to finish the year? I, I'd probably take my chances that Quinn Ewers won't be great, won't live up to the hype, and at some point I'm going to get my, my chance again. Uh, Cody Jackson, wide receiver, has, as far as I know he's right the only now, one. Yeah. been the only guy to enter the portal. Are we going to see more? I mean, I said yes on Monday. I, I thought that we would see not a decent amount. I, I thought that we'd Deadline's see a handful. Deadline's coming pretty quick. I know. I thought, I thought we'd see a handful this week. I definitely thought we'd see more than just Cody Jackson by Wednesday. I mean, his happened very early on Monday. To my knowledge, they've already had the exit meeting, so I'm pretty surprised. I, I, I Yeah, I think we see more. Not a ton, but I'm surprised more haven't, um, haven't entered as of yet. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's... Maybe it's going to happen here before the weekend, and I don't, I don't know. Uh, but seems to be a pretty good sign that we've only had one so far. And have you heard any scuttlebutt? No scuttlebutt on who um, might enter. I guess my question would be, though, on no, that. I was going to ask if you've heard scuttlebutt on who they may be No, have you? looking at. No. I'm trying to figure out quarterback-wise. God forbid I bring up uh, – Gary Bohannon today. Everyone flipped out on the text line. Oh, uh, he's the sucky, sucky kid that won the Big 12 championship last year in the Sugar Bowl. Well, I, I mentioned that. He didn't play in the Big 12 championship game, which is accurate, but still got the team there. Right. Still beat OU. No, I, I guess my question would be for OU quarterbacks, though, is, you know, you look at a guy like Micah Bowen or a guy like Ralph Rucker, I mean, it's, it's obvious that they're going to look for a backup quarterback. And their future is set with Nick Evers or Jackson Arnold. Do those guys maybe look at transferring away when it's pretty obvious that at best they're going to be the the number three QB next year? I don't know. Like the coaching staff, probably is, the coaching staff has said what they think about their quarterback situation outside of Dylan Gabriel by how active they've been in the transfer portal, right. trying to find a backup. Right. Uh, he- yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about – is there any chance a guy like uh, Dart, who's already transferred but looks like he may not get the job, would would leave Ole Miss? Is that is that the case? Does it look like Altmaier in, at Ole Miss is going to win like it? Sounds like that's who oh, kind of wow. won the day at the spring game Interesting. now. Um, I, I'd say no to Jackson Dart. I mean, again, that deadline's May 1st. I, I just – and if he's already been in, then yeah, yeah that's I, I think I agree with that. I just, um, I don't know. I, I think, I don't, I don't know how many guys that were in the portal haven't gone anywhere already. Right? I would think that there's probably most, most, most of the guys already have a home, don't you think? Yeah. I don't know. So, we'll see. I guess, but. Maybe they make a move there. Maybe, uh, maybe the announcement that they may make a move there is also serves two purposes. One, hey, uh, we're putting out the 
the bat signal that we're looking for a backup quarterback and also um, if you want to remain here and have a chance at the backup spot, uh, get your you-know-what in gear. Yeah. I uh, I hope I'm wrong on this one, but my expectations for whoever it is a quarterback is I, I don't think it's a name that's going to you know blow us away. And I don't even think it's necessarily a name that we're going to have heard of before. It's just a tough sell right now that you've got your quarterback, your starting guy for the next one to two years on campus, and then you have a, a freshman in the program and another guy committed as a senior. It's a, yeah. it's a pretty tough sell right now, so I just wouldn't expect a Jackson Dart or a Casey Thompson or, or someone like that that has a proven track record to, to come in and willingly be the backup. Uh, I'm, I'm looking in the uh, transfer portal right now, and uh, a quarterback with immediate eligibility transferring from Auburn to question mark, Kalen Newton. Is that Cam Newton's brother? They pay him, too, to go to Auburn? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He may be taking a pay cut to come to OU. Uh, that may it. be a pretty tough sell. Uh, uh, Brent Vittable should announce that Caleb Williams has an open invitation to come back and be the backup quarterback at OU. Yeah. Say if he wants to enter into the portal, he is more than welcome to be the backup at OU in 2022. He may have – you think he's already uh, slid into his DMs and told him that? Yeah, probably. Hey. Hey, man. Just want to let you know, you've got a spot here on R2 Deep. I'm not sure how things have been going out there. I saw the spring game in front of 33,000 people, LOL. There wasn't that many. You want right. to come back here, you can be our backup. Now, you can battle for our backup job. Is there – is there anyone on roster at Clemson that may have an affinity for Brent Venables? Now, this is uh, Teddy throwing out a little bit of a hint here. No, 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 no. This is a legitimate question. Uh, yeah, maybe his son. Isn't there a guy with the last name of Venables yeah, on I'm the roster? I'm talking about quarterback. Um, I, I mean, who would you want other than DJ Uyunglele or the hotshot freshman that they have? Well, I don't. I, I honestly, I don't know who's on the roster outside of those two guys. Wouldn't you want the hot shot freshman? It'd be all right. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Hey, Club Nick, I'll, I'll I'll take that one. Yeah. Yep. Are I, you sure you're not throwing out a hint that they're going to get I'm, a Clemson guy? No, no, no. Point? I'm not. I'm just, I'm just wondering because any of the guys that are already in the portal, they're probably not going to want. It's yeah. going to be guys that would be. Entering after spring ball. Didn't Dabo's kid hold field goals? Maybe he's going to come here and hold field goals. Hey, there you go. You don't have to answer that question anymore. We'll Who's going to be the holder? We'll know exactly who it is. It's my favorite question all offseason. Who's going to be the holder? Who is? I don't even know who the kicker's going to be. Uh, apparently that's up in the air and not looking all that great. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to see what how Britt responds to who's going to be the holder question. Yeah. Maybe they make uh, knowing him, it'll be a twelve-minute response as to who it's going to be. What the whole thought process that yeah, went into right. it? Maybe it'll be Dylan Gabriel. I don't know. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Keep hitting the text line. We'll be back. This hour of the rush is brought to you by Riverwind Casino, Casino and Hotel, over twenty-seven hundred electronic games, thirty game tables, a twenty-four-seven poker.
Tyler and Teddy, it is the rush on the ref. We are brought to you by Pacifico. Pacifico, let it remind you to live life anchors up. Did you see the graphic that's on our Twitter page and our Facebook page and our Instagram page, but mostly our Twitter page, the ref? No. At KREF Sports. What is the single best quote in the history of OU football? I'm going to read them off to you. There are eight of them. The sight of burnt orange makes me puke. That's from Boz. Yeah, I know who it's from. Uh, this one is, oh, hell, people don't know what it means to be a champion. Oklahoma invented it. That's Switzer. from Switzer. I'll tell you who. I don't think you can tell me all yeah. of them. You stole my boy's trophy. That's Torrance Marshall. Hang half a hundred on their ass is on there. Uh, again, that's Switzer. I'll answer that one for Chris. That's on there. <laughs> that's Mac Brown. There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. That's Bob Stoops. You come to Oklahoma to beat Texas. That's Baker Mayfield. We will employ an exciting, fast, and explosive offense combined with a physical, punishing, relentless, suffocating defense. That is current University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables. Yeah, move aside, Mike Brooks. We might have a new OU football historian on our hands. I was right waiting here. for a. I, I tried to do it in the same uh, the, the same uh, pace that Brent Venables right. did that one. I was waiting for a – I don't think you guys realize how, clo- how close we are. <laughs> I, I thought about putting one of those there, but <laughs> then inevitably I get 50 responses. We moved on. Come on. Quit talking about him. We moved on. Uh, what's, the, what's the best quote out of all those? It's, it's the Switzer quote. Uh, a lot of people don't know what it means to be a champion. Oklahoma invented it. Lame. Lame? Yeah. What would you select as the best quote? Well – I don't know if it's the single best quote, but it was the most B.A. moment of all time when Torrance told Chris Winkie, you stole my boy's trophy and I'm here to get it back. That's I true. Mean, come on. That is the epitome of what your program, what you want your program to be. Because that attitude right there isn't, well, would we rather play Florida State or would we pr- rather play Oregon State in the Fiesta Bowl <laughs> so we don't get embarrassed by the Seminoles? <laughs> Uh, That's what I would want the program to be. Uh, that is very true. That is very true. Um, that may be the most B.A. moment, uh, but the quote, I'm sorry to say, and you know I love Torrance Marshall, it's uh, it's Coach Switzer. It's such a sweet move. People don't know what it means to be a champion. Oklahoma invented it. Invented winning. Yep. It's awesome, it's like, too, because he's pacing back and forth before they take the field. I don't know what game that was. Maybe it was an OU Texas. I don't know, but uh, it was right before they took the field. Does it really matter? Does it really matter which game they could have played Utah State, and it's still an awesome line? Maybe they did. Uh, yes, it is an amazing line. Love it. Is that the response you've been getting? What's, uh, it's winning? been all over the place. I've even got some. Uh, I'll answer that one for Chris from <laughs> Mac Brown after the OU Texas game and. What was it, 01 or 02, whatever it was? God, That's that was so, so great. Oh, that was amazing. Thank you, Mac. It, uh, Mac did it twice to Chris Sims. Made him look worse. Well, we should – there should be a separate section of great quotes by other coaches concerning OU, right? Yeah. Uh, like, like, you'd have, like you'd have Cliff saying, I'd take him with the number one overall draft pick if I could. Talking about Kyler. Right. And then he did. Yeah. Let her rip by less. Yeah. Mac would be on there probably about four times. Yeah. 
That's good. Didn't uh, didn't Callahan call OU a bunch of hillbillies or something? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's got to be on there. <laughs> that's great. I love. That. I think did he call? Oh, was it Callahan that said that? At OU? Nebraska. Yeah, when he was at Nebraska. Yeah, I feel like this is like the 04 season or something. (laughs) God knows what Mike Leach used to say about OU. Oh, that's great. Wow. They're they're a one-man team. They're a one-man show. (laughs) Gundy. (laughs) That triple option pit ball. That's great. I love it. You know, I think all these got a lot of votes, except there's one on here that didn't, and I'm very surprised. We will employ an exciting, fast, and explosive offense combined with a physical, punishing, <sighs> relentless, suffocating defense. You didn't pick the right quote. That's an amazing quote. What are you talking about? There's like 20 to pick from, but that's the one that got me like, oh my God. That, it's a good quote, but in the context of this uh, discussion, no one's going to type out that entire quote to say that that's the one that should well, win. Yeah, but just say the Brent Vittables one. That's what most people are doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Baker one. Yeah, 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 the, the Boz one's the best. It should have been It Ain't Good Enough. Mm, that one's pretty good, too. But that one, though, come on. That was at the introductory press conference and everything. Yeah. Sweet, man. And it was almost exactly like Bob's. And I think that was, I think that was probably by design, right? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, Bob had some quotes in his time here. Switzer though had had so many quotes to pick from. That's why he's on twice right. on this list. No, but I'm saying it's almost exact. It, there's a lot of similarity to Bob's introductory quote. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But what what I what, what I was going to get at is the pace that BV is on right now. The quote that I did include, mm-hmm. it ain't good enough, that one, he's on his way to being having more quotes out there than Switzer did during his time at OU. Now, yeah. he, you know, I just, with all, with how much he talks, you know, and how meaningful everything that he says is, like, he's going to be a pretty, he's a, he's a quotable dude. He is. It'll be different. Well, I don't know. I feel like sometimes he's closer to having a, a list of quotes kind of like uh, Saban, where it's more like, I'm not going to, so quit asking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> more stuff like that. But, you know, all everything tends to be harshly delivered, but the message is really positive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, by the way, my buddy uh, Mitch, well, he must be an expert at the internet. He found <laughs> he found a message board post from 2004 <laughs> with the headline, Callahan calls OU fans blanking hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Oklahoman is reporting that Callahan yelled blanking hillbillies toward the Sooner crowd as he walked off the field. That OU fans threw oranges on the field in the final minutes of Saturday's 30-3 to win, and the Sooner faithful got booed when Nebraska kicked a field goal as the clock expired. Uh, that That's amazing. Is blanking awesome. hillbillies. <laughs> that is I. I don't know anything about Callahan. I just know that 
I like him more now. That oh, how could awesome. you not? Yeah, I, it, I should be offended on this, but it's like, yeah, at least, at least she went out that way. It is the total Shooter McGavin uh, quote from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> so I know anything that happened after 2003, you basically don't know what happened with the program. Right. That 04 game for Nebraska was a disaster. You had Callahan. Um, <laughs> everyone heard he called OU fans blank and hillbillies. <laughs> then they had a player run out of the tunnel, and that was the night, I think, where he, like, hit one of the roughnecks and severely injured one of the roughnecks. What do you mean, like, in a... Like, he was running out of... It's like, I think it was like an offensive lineman was running out of the tunnel, maybe. Was hit like him a on purpose, there. or is yeah, it yeah, yeah. incidental it was like, it, it, it was like on purpose, like, he intentionally hurt... A roughneck or a cheerleader or something, and then oh by the way they were down thirty to nothing with like under a minute left in the fourth quarter. What a disaster of a day that was for uh, the Huskers! Yikes! I don't know what the timeline is, but that sounds like a Richie Incognito move. It was not Richie Incognito, okay. but it does sound exactly <laughs> like that guy. Text line, help me out on that. I know you guys remember that one. Uh, it was some. Funny. Is there often it? What a disaster for the Huskers! Jeez! Wow. Yeah, I get was was Incognito already gone? Incognito he, he ended up like transferring to Oregon like his last year and it was something weird. I think he may have already been gone. I, okay. I, I don't I don't remember actually. That's funny. Wow. What a time to be alive. I see some uh I see some BV quotes showing up on the text line here. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> Damn you people, go back to your shanties. Yes. <laughs> it was a D-line during warm-ups. Okay. D-line. All right. Jeez, what a punk program that was. Uh, that's good, though. I, I don't want anyone to get injured out there, uh, but let's let's crank things up, man. I told you not to blanking jump, Mike Stoops. That's pretty good. <laughs> Talk about Roy. Some kind of way. He does. You know, we, we feel in some kind of way. Right. He says some kind of way and let the main thing be the main thing. He yep. says that quite a bit, too. I like that one. You better bring it or bring a mouthpiece. Uh, if social media existed in Switzer's era, we would have a million quotes. Can you imagine? Fair point on that. Uh, if social media existed when Coach Switzer was here, uh, it may have been the downfall of the program. The Nebraska guy had to come back and charges were filed. Yeah, I remember it was Dang. a big deal. Yeah, I remember it was a Is big deal. Is that bad? It was, it was a big deal. He, like, leveled him, I guess, huh? Wow. I'm sure you can find it on the internet. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Dang. Sounds, it sounds exactly like something that you would search for on YouTube. I just want to make that clear. Uh, and then now you're going to be in a YouTube – now, this is a bad idea. Don't search it. You will be in a YouTube hole for the final 25 minutes of the show. You won't hear a word, I say, until 6 p.m. Not the, a word. I, and I'll randomly say something like, Dude, have you ever seen Rashawn Salam's highlight video? <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> I know. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Stay tuned. It is the rush final hour taking you home on a Wednesday night. Did you find that video, by the way? 
by the uh, Nebraska offensive lineman with the roughneck. I did not. Yeah, someone sent us the article about it. Um, So, let's see. Nebraska football player Darren DeLone, he was released to return to class Monday after appearing in court on an assault charge for injuring a member of the OU Spirit Squad. So, he's a senior offensive lineman charged with aggravated assault and battery for running off the field and intentionally driving his helmet into a 19-year-old member of the Roughneck Spirit Group. Uh, The felony charge carries a maximum penalty of five years in prison. The Roughneck lost some front teeth and suffered other injuries after he was knocked eight feet by the force of the blow from the offensive lineman. Dang. Wow. Punk move. His attorney says it was an accident. I don't have any other comment at this time. We'll do our talking in court. I wonder what ended up happening from that. You know, Uh, I I never heard the uh, end result of that. But I hope he got what he deserved. That's assault, brother. <laughs> uh, man, that should be... Second Billy Madison movie reference in 20 minutes. Look at us. That should be... Uh, I don't know. I hope he got something harsh for that. That's brutal. Man. I hate that. I'm glad I didn't make you, see it. Make you hate Nebraska now a little bit? Instead of saying, uh, oh, God, they're just a class act up there. Uh, Kuykendall said he filed the charge after witnesses said DeLone swept his hand across his throat in a threatening manner, then ran off the field, appearing to speed up just before he crashed into Merritt. Man. Wow. That's brutal. That's crazy. Hmm. Go Huskers. We got to seek revenge uh, revenge in uh, Nebraska this year. Hopefully that guy won't be at the game. Yeah, I better keep your head on a swivel. Watch out for DeLone out there. Man, <laughs> nothing happened? Is that like in response to the, I, the I, charges? I, I guess so. I guess nothing happened to him. By the way, I just played that Les Miles clip coming in because we're talking about opposing coaches' uh, mm-hmm. comments. You didn't really know anything that happened while you were playing. How did you know that Les Miles said that when it happened right before kickoff? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand how you found that out. You were the least observant college football player maybe ever. I don't know. And maybe maybe I didn't know until afterwards. I'm not sure. You uh, definitely wouldn't have known during the game, I don't think, that that happened. That was right before kickoff when he said that. It'd be pretty unbelievable if uh, that was relayed down to you guys. Maybe it was to Mike Stoops because I remember hearing at the end of the game him like yelling at their sideline, you want some more? You want some more? I don't know, honestly. I don't know how, but I do feel like I do feel like we knew during the game somehow, but I'm not I'm not sure how we would have There was so much hate going on at that point. Maybe you did. Well, uh, it was right before kick. It wasn't. It didn't. It, it wasn't right before maybe uh, warm ups or anything. It was. It was like where they right get them right kick. before they're kicking yep, off. Yep. 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 Huh. Yeah. I don't know how how we would have seen it. Maybe we didn't. But I feel like I feel like it was. Uh, I feel like it was something that we we knew about. I could be wrong, though. Maybe it was just that everyone was talking about it after the game. Do y'all remember when Willie the Wildcat got his family jewel smashed on a goalpost by the Roughnecks? No, did not. No. <laughs> Tell me more, please. Wow. That's, 
That's no wonder K State's coming here so angry recently. Hey, did they get rid of the Wildcat? Willie the Wildcat? No, yeah. he's still there. Okay. I don't know why I felt like someone like they got had to get rid of that for some reason. They had to get rid of uh, like a skit that happens right before kickoff where he runs in and tackles someone at midfield. Oh, uh, that's, that's it. I've told you about that because he tackled someone and they had a seizure at the 50-yard right, line. It's a pretty right, bad ordeal. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, ESPN had a story today, college football sleepers. Um, like college football sleepers to watch for from each conference to make the college football playoff. They didn't have OU, or at least they didn't have OU as a sleeper to make the college football playoff. I don't think it's fair to label them as a sleeper this year. No way. No. I don't think you can label anyone in the top uh, – is 15? I think 15 may be a little bit too much of a stretch. Top 12, 10. But 10, my point 12. is, is I, I definitely think they're a top 10 team. Like right. I, I agree with you, but I – they're a top ten team to me. Yeah, and you know, the, the, I keep seeing this reasoning like, oh, they just lost way too much, man. They just lost way too much to be considered a legitimate contender. Well, everyone lost players. It's college football. It happens every single year. Won't you talk about the players that they actually brought in, man? I mean, look right. at all the touchdowns that were scored on Saturday, man. Tawie Walker, newcomer. Uh, Javante Barnes had two. He's a newcomer. Who else? Uh, you had a uh, Jaden Gibson is a newcomer. I had a touchdown. Your starting quarterback is a newcomer. So I, I just that's another tired and lazy line. You know, oh, you can't win big. They lost too much. Well, they brought in a lot. Yet at the same time, you think USC is a sneaky team to make it in the college football playoff? Do you know USC has double digit numbers below? the NCAA scholarship limit right now. Yeah. That's how low they are on scholarship players. Yet they're thought of in a completely different light. Right. <laughs> wow. How about this? I'm looking at USC on in this article. They're listed as a sleeper. Um, their preseason FPI is number 37. And they're... ESPN's updated way too early top rankings, top 25, has them at number 12. Does that tell you everything you need to know about... They don't even value their own crap formula. Well, I think their crap formula... It... it I don't know. They pick and choose when to use it, right? Yep. And with USC, that smells of... Uh, of trying to continue to push the narrative that USC is going to be really good to try and get a bunch of interest in college football on the West Coast. Sure. But what's what's funny about that is their FPI, their own formula, saying that USC is going to be you know, maybe a 7-7 six, six, win football team, mm-hmm. um, but Texas is somehow going to win the Big 12 by a, by a wide stretch. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. It's, it's the worst formula that's out there. Well, I don't know. Most of these most of these teams on here, whenever I look at the FPI and the like up, updated way too early top 25, they're not all right together, but some of them are are pretty similar. I mean, there's a couple of them that are are pretty far spread apart, but like Arkansas FPI's 29, they're number 20 in the in the ranking. Um Michigan State is 16 in the FPI, 8 in the in the ranking. Uh, Baylor, 19 in the FPI, 18 in the ranking. 
So a lot of them, it's a pretty decent guide. Uh, USC, 37 in the FPI and 12 in the ranking. That is what's known as an outlier. Yep. Yeah, um, double-digit numbers uh, under for scholarship. Now, they'll get some guys in the transfer portal this offseason, I'm sure, but I don't think it's going to be you know, a group of guys that's totally going to change the roster. They're, they're not going to be a great team this year. Right. Now, if I remember right, they had a really small signing class, right? Their recruiting class? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you probably got transfers that – Hit the portal. I don't know if, how many they, they had, had. a ton. And, and that, oh, no, one, no one talks about that. They had a ton of guys leave the program. ton of portal guys. And I don't know if that is by suggestion from Lincoln and crew or, or how exactly that works. So you have portal guys. You have a small signing class. And you have, obviously, graduation and guys headed to the NFL. And, you know, that's I think that's fairly normal considering those circumstances. I'm, I imagine they're going to try and get a bunch of guys in the transfer portal here uh, over the next weeks or so. But, yeah, that's wild. I thought the uh, transfer portal season would get off to a more rapid start for OU than it has. Right. Just in terms of guys, I, I felt like there'd be the exit meeting's Monday, and you'd see some guys make some pretty quick decisions on what they're going to do. Right. Is there, is there, what's the chances that Cody Jackson's the only one that enters into the portal? It'd be a surprise, but I, we're starting to get to the point now where it's like, all right, the deadline's quickly upcoming. I think it, I don't know. I Would it be a surprise at this point? Maybe not. We haven't heard, at least I haven't heard, maybe there's, there's some scuttlebutt out there about disgruntled players and not being happy and being pushed too hard and expectations are too demanding. What we've continued to hear is that everyone kind of enjoys the discipline. Venables has said that he's had a ton of conversations with guys that um, they're, they're glad for the structure and for the, the, the way that they're running things. So I guess whenever you consider that, maybe it's not that surprising, but you, you typically have just a little more movement just because, and I still think that there's probably going to be some more guys, but I don't know that I would necessarily say I would be surprised if there's yeah, it, it'll, just I, one. Nationally, probably not, but it'll be received here very nicely if Cody Jackson is the only one that enters into the portal. People will be, whether it's right or it's wrong, people will credit and say, well, it's the discipline, it's the culture that he's created. Even guys that aren't going to get to play, they want to stick around and see how it ends up. And, and that may be true, but yeah. I, I think that'll be the narrative. Well, I, I, you know, I think that there is some truth to that, and some of the things that they're going to do is, is going to foster that type of environment. And, um, you know, here's another thing you got to remember. If you're about to hit the transfer portal, let's say, Tyler, you're about to go – you're uh you're going to be a junior coming up this year, and you were thinking I'm going to transfer somewhere where I can play, like a, I don't know, like a um a non-power five, like North Texas, North Texas. Oh, you just dropped a nil deal where they're going to be paying everyone on the I roster know, quite I a know. bit of money. That may change your opinion yeah. on. 
Yeah, we mentioned that a couple times with the backup quarterback spot. It's like, it might be hard to convince a guy to come in and play that role, but he could earn up to $50,000 if he wants to. And it's the same thing on outgoing transfers. I mean, that may change your mind about about going somewhere else just to play football if you're going to earn some some decent cash for hanging around. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap things up. Stay tuned. Final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Wednesday. I did see yesterday that Texas A&M, they got plans for another uh, $200 million donated in a facility. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Look at that. Jeez, Nicely done. Man. It, it, it is, they are printing. They, literally, I think they're printing money out there. I think that's great for Texas A&M to continue to uh, invest in their football program, uh, invest in – paying recruits a bunch of money and we'll see where it gets them at some point you would think that it has to uh turn the tide right it's all it's still about culture though man you know yeah can uh, money buy a championship that's what we're about to find out with texas a&m what is their what's their best result in like modern is it 98 the, conference championship in a Sugar Bowl where no, I think they lost to Ohio State. I'm taught what 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 they do the year Manziel went in and beat Alabama won the seriously Heisman. they beat OU in the Cotton Bowl. What was their record that year? They lost two? two games. Yeah, they lost to Florida at home and uh, it, they lost to LSU at home. Is that their best result? Yeah, because yeah they followed that up with the Peach Bowl. I mean they won the Orange Bowl in the COVID year, but all of that is pre dumping all of that money in, which is. Which is interesting. I don't know, because they they put like a billion dollars into it since then. All right, fun show. You guys killed it on the text line. As always, you guys know this. You drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Keep it up. Thank you.